Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We are talking every single episode of every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hello, here I am. It's the Nikki Glaser Podcast. It's Wednesday here in St. Louis, Missouri. Andrew's here. Noah's here. Well, Noah's in Arizona. Luigi is here. I just went to the dentist. Again, no, I went to the orthodontist. Oh. Yeah. I'm getting, I'm just like doing all of my appointments lately. Good. That's Eye good. doctor, dentist, got a filling yesterday. Gyno. Getting my Invisalign. Gyno. You know Max. it. Wait, they haven't even getting, gotten back to me about my tests. Oh. That probably means I have it all, right? Yeah. They just don't know how to tell you it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're, tra- they're just having in-company in meetings about like, okay, how do we break this to her? She's very uh, emotionally fragile right now. Should we wait till her special comes out? <laughs> you know, so Max is tracking it. Uh, oh, Max! Yeah, I forgot about Max. Oh, he'll he'll enjoy that. He'll enjoy it a lot. Okay, that's who Max My is. special does come out. Yeah, what? Because you guys dropped that as like a fashion egg the other day, and I was like, Max. But now yeah, I get it. Yeah, I forgot about it too. That's a good pull, Andrew. Good, good mom. What happened to your eye? 
Is that I, from the doctor? No. Oh. It's from me trying to rip out a contact out of my eye last night. It Whoa. was like not coming out. So I just like, you know, sometimes you just got to like grab your eye. It, contact wearers done, out yeah, there yeah. know what I'm talking about. But it just, oh. I couldn't find where it was. And I just, all I needed to do was put solution in my eyes and then rub the top. Like you kind of pinch the top of your, of your eyelid and you move it down. But instead, I just went in with like dry eye, just trying to grab it because I was just in a bad mood yesterday. And um, I've been in a bad mood my whole life recently, I think. Like it's just permeates my being recently. And I just was ripping it out and um, and then I just looked in the eye, look at, looked in the mirror. And it reminded me of Amy Schumer used to have a joke about when she she tried to be bulimic once and she like blew a blood vessel in her eye because that happens when you throw up too much, your eyes pop. And she said, I just looked like an oracle. <laughs> so I looked in the mirror today. And I was like, hey, oh, Have an oracle. I predict the future. Thinna. Remember that woman? Yes. In that movie, Stephen King movie? Thinna. And she like brushes her like old <laughs> craggly witch hand over his face. <laughs> she goes, Thinna. And then this fat guy just starts losing weight. And then It's funny when like... When when we're afraid of like an old scary or a young scary, it's like I could beat the shit out of an old lady or a young kid. Not an oracle with like superpowers. <laughs> the, but did she? What was her super? What if she didn't get she through her spell? She made him start losing weight until he was, couldn't wish. live anymore. Oh, so at first dream. it was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like is yeah. that what happens in the movie for yeah, a little so while? She, he's he like, almost hit, he's getting a blowjob <laughs> from his wife, and he's on the way home, and he's a fat guy that can't lose weight. Yeah, and. He um, and that's the scene where Kirsten and I, as kids, used to like rewind it over and over because as he's getting head in the car, there's this sound that we thought was like a stretchy sound, like a rubber band going like, like, and we thought penises like had a stretchy sound then, <laughs> so we would rewind it over and over on VHS Blockbuster, um, and go back because we were like we swore we heard it go. He's probably like uncircumcised then. Maybe I mean I think Maybe I played it's peeling it, it on, off. On, on. Wait, so what is the sound? It was just a sound effect. Oh. That was maybe like a zipper or like a, a part condom? of his pants no. or something. No, condom? no, no. So then she's getting, it's his wife, I think, giving a blowjob. And then maybe she's making a sound effect. He, uh, maybe her mouth is stretching. And then he <laughs> hits an old woman that's yeah. crossing the road or almost hits her. And then he gets out of the car and he goes up to her. And then she like gets up and goes, and she like curses him. And then he starts losing weight no matter what. He can eat and everything. And he's just losing weight. And he's like loving life. And I think he's like maybe like, I don't remember what happens in the film, but he's like loving life, and then it just won't stop, and then he gets he it gets starts getting scary, and he realizes he was cursed, and he has to like find the witch and stuff. It's kind of like my my laugher for hire movie. Remember I told you about the movie I wrote, but the guy kept getting fatter. It was the opposite. Wait, what happens? Is there an oracle? Is there superpowers? <laughs> super you would powers? think you would think there'd be <laughs> some kind of crazy like what's really happening, but no, his buddy's just feeding him at nighttime. So in his he sleep, sleeps. he eats, sleeps, yeah, mm. and he just keeps getting fatter, but he doesn't know why because he's asleep. How'd you come up with that? And is that a B plot? Fatter. <laughs> is that a B plot to the last? Yeah, yeah, it's throughout the whole thing. Did you when you wrote this movie? Were you like going through to... things? No, were you? I was in. Did debt. you know about A plots, B plots? Yes, because I saw I, I Sid Fields is mm. I got his DVD. Oh, so you like tried to learn how to write one, really? Yeah, and I wrote it in like three weeks, like Whoa. 120 pages. Was there a course to like teach you how to write one in three weeks, or was it just something you? Oh no, it wasn't like six minute abs. It was just, yeah. uh, it was just <laughs> Sid Field's DVD, and it just you block everything, you know, like in three acts, and this is how many scenes are in each act. Mm -hmm. and 
Dude, the second act, if you ever try to write a movie, I know you've written shows. Have you wrote a movie? I don't no, know. I've never written a movie. It's fucking impossible to fill those pages. <laughs> like, it's really, right. you just start putting things in there. Like, well, I've been watching a lot of, um, I'm do, I'm, I've been watching a lot of Albert Brooks movies recently. Oh, he's the best. Oh. I've never really seen his movies, so I I got asked to participate in this thing about Albert Brooks. I don't want to like give too much away, but you know sometimes you get asked to like comment on like I asked got asked to uh, be interviewed for about George Carlin for the New York Times, and then I got asked about Albert Brooks. And when you get these asks, I go, well, I'm not a huge George Carlin fan. Obviously, I know about him, but it's my knowledge is not extensive. And then. A lot of times people would, other comedians would be like, and same with Albert Brooks. I know him from Curb. I know him as like a voice in uh, that fish movie. I know him as, um, I know him from other things, but I don't know. I've never seen a single one of his movies. I think I saw um, the Defending Your Life when I was like, you know, in first (sighs) grade or something. So, yes. So I've watched. So anyway, I got asked to do this thing. And I think a lot of times, comedians that if you don't know the subject matter you should not do an interview about the person but i take it as an opportunity to go okay well so i'm not an albert brooks fan because i don't know but it's just because i don't maybe i would be and maybe i actually am really good at speaking about things i love so why don't i just immerse myself in it take a crash course watch everything and i might have a better (laughs) appreciation and more to say about albert brooks than someone who might have been like oh i grew up on his movies like i might have a different perspective and i think that some people would go you're just like pretending to be a fan and it's like no i'm being honest i don't know his work at all and so i asked like okay you need me to speak on albert brooks what's my time limit here? Like, how much time do I have? Do I have to do this over a weekend? I'm probably not going to be able to talk educatedly about him or emotionally about him over a weekend. But I have, like, until, like, mid-July. And so I'm like, oh, I can easily consume everything. And I (laughs) am, I am, I will say, after seeing Modern Romance, Defending Your Life, um, the the, uh, Muse, and then last night I watched half of Lost in America, I am pretty fucking well versed, and, and I've watched a lot of Johnny Carson clips, and a lot, I mean, too. But it feels like a lot sometimes because it's just like comedy was different back then. Movies so? were different. Watching an hour more Brooks, dialogue, less happening, just things taking their time. Yes, him in a bathroom, like in Modern Romance. If you watch that movie, and honestly, with all of his movies, there is aside from the Muse, I think that had more like you know uh i don't i don't know how to describe it but there's just what's the one with the there's road? a little bit where of they, like they're gonna move voyeurism what's that's that? lost in that's lost in america yeah where they're they're driving across the country yeah i got they, I, like, I was go watching the them over covid i watched all those movies again yeah yeah i mean look there's plenty of albums it's the first I'm first album you ever them. heard you're mm-hmm. you become mm-hmm. a huge fan yeah you don't need to know fucking every single Beatles fucking album. Well, I think be this a- is a better way to become a fan. Like I became a huge fan of George Carlin because I got asked to do that thing. And I was like, well, I'm not going to talk to the New York times about George Carlin until I know what I'm talking about. But I think there is some merit in a person talking about an artist that just got into them as opposed to like, you can't be in a documentary about. Yeah. So it's the Gary Shandling, if you, 
Yeah, unless you've you've been a I've I've been watching him since I was I was a Larry yeah. Sanders show fan when I was in ninth grade. It's like okay, well I'm one now, and actually I probably have a better memory of it than you do. Yeah, because you're not yeah. going to binge the whole series, whereas because you go off of your memory from ninth grade, whereas I have a fresh perspective. So yeah, you were an original fan. You didn't like Kings of Leon the first two albums. You just like after Sex on Fire. Yeah, you fucking poser. Yeah, and then they get mad at the actual band for putting out more being, material. I think I hope more. More people ask me to be in their documentaries or so uh, you have to do homework. journalists. So I so I am forced to do these things that listen, when I have an opportunity to go watch a movie, I don't want to watch a movie from the eighties as much as I want to watch the new movie that everyone's talking about. Like I my well, time Elvis, is best saw. spent. My time is best spent as an entertainer, I think, and someone who does does a podcast every day and who needs to have like topical things to talk about. Watching something topical, even if it's shittier, if it's 20% of Rotten Tomatoes, but everyone's talking about it, it's better for me to watch that Marvel movie than Modern Romance, which, (laughs) yes, everyone's seen, but that's not really, but now I realize it is better for me to watch those films, not for, you know, for the long run, because I'm really inspired by his way, his approach to filmmaking and how simple it is and how... He is the same character in every one of his movies. He's like this neurotic guy who, uh, uh, you know, picks apart like the nuances of life kind of in a Larry David sort of way. I'm sure he watched a lot of Woody Allen. It's those kind of, that yes. same kind of feel. He seems, it's just, I just can't believe how much of nothing can happen in modern romance. Nothing happens. I love that. I love nothing. those kind of movies. I cannot believe They're my favorite. people. Uh, I love a nothing. And he was supposed to, I learned this, Albert Brooks was supposed to be Billy Crystal's role in When Harry Met Sally. Wow. And he, I, that is my favorite movie, When Harry Met Sally. I'm not kidding you. I think it might have been better with him. He is so fantastic. He is so that character already. He is, I just love him so much. It does strike me as terrifying how old people looked in the 80s for what age they were. Yes. He looks in his 50s and he's 32. You know, like this is, it's wild what smoking and just the food they ate. I don't know. I don't know why we all look so much better or younger. Do you think when we get to like 80, we're going to look 60? Or do you think? Yes. Yeah? Yeah. It's going to be weird if a bunch of 100 year olds still looking fucking hot. They already do. (laughs) Look so much. I I just think. You just saw Elvis. You weren't an Elvis fan. You just saw the Elvis movie. I loved Elvis. I I told my dad and mom last night, I I wrote them and I go, hey, Elvis, I'd go see Elvis at the IMAX. Go see it on IMAX if you can, but I think it's already out of those theaters because it just, like I searched it, it's like Top Gun is still at the IMAX. I'm like, Elvis came out sooner. Please, please, but it must not be making money as much as Top Gun still. But I think Top Gun like passed a billion dollars or something like that. It's yep. ridiculous. So Elvis, though, I went to go see it for a sneak preview that Chris got me tickets to through his radio gig, and um, I fucking loved it. It was a top five favorite films. It was Boz. Like it reminded me. I haven't seen Gatsby, um, Moulin Rouge, or or any of the other Boz Lerman films but i've oh, romeo and juliet is my favorite and it freaked me out at first when i watched it in eighth grade i was just like what the hell but it is he's so freaking good i am on board with all of his decisions as a director to and this movie is really long it was two hours and 40 minutes i tried to get out i not get out of it but i tried to like i wrote chris being like this is long like two hours and 40 minutes running time i have a 
we have to be up at 5 a.m. the next day. Like, we're, this movie's at 7. It's not going to end till 10. Thir- like, just too long for a movie. That's why I love Albert Brooks films. Every single one of them, one hour, 31 minutes. Every single one of them. Brilliant. Like, we don't need more than that. But I'll tell you, Elvis did not look at my phone until the two hour and five minute mark to be like, oh, where are we at? And that is astonishing for me. I watch a two minute YouTube clip and I am constantly checking how much more I have to go on it. I need to see the little tally. I can't stand Instagram reels because they don't give you a toggle to like go to the end. There is something so just, I love a toggle. I can't stand on TikTok when you can't search and like scoot it ahead. I know you can. If I know longer. if it's longer than a minute. Yeah. yeah. But get, I, even a minute, I need to be but able But then to... you also miss it sometimes, and then you go too far, or you started this fucking yeah, video again. Yeah, there's definitely The toggle's very it. tiny. And by I the way- I want bigger togs. Um, iPhone, iMessage, get your fucking shit together. What are they okay? doing wrong? When you record a voice <laughs> memo on yeah. iPhone, iMessage- Talk about no toggling. I'm listening to a three-minute message from a friend. If you, if another text comes up, or God forbid, you get an alert on another screen and you accidentally tap it, you got to start from the beginning. That's no good. And also, they don't have fast forward. They don't let you do two, one point five times the speed. Not you can't do two times the speed. You have to just wait and listen to your friend talk again, which I love to do. But WhatsApp is so superior. It's almost like they're. I think they have money in WhatsApp because. Why would your thing be so bad that you would that would be the only thing to do if they don't get it together? I, please, someone explain to me why you think Apple wouldn't do this literally simplest thing. It cannot. They can't afford to have this kind of. But can you go to the source and say, "Hey, shorter message next time"? No, I mean that's what I do with all my friends that's on what iMessage. I'm we all do. We send them in one minute chunks. You shouldn't have to do that. Who did a three minute or? Oh, I do five minute ones with my friends. Like what we are hell? doing podcasts all day. I don't know a thing. I know it's but a not five normal minute for that you guys. Can't toggle? Yeah, you can't toggle it. I'm not sitting through 30 seconds you of a mu- no tog. I know it's terrible. <laughs> this is how much I love my friends, but um, yeah, that's what I'm doing all day long. Is like, it'd be funny if I was your friend and I leave you a, a four minute no tog, and then in the middle of it, be like, I suck my own dick. I suck my own dick. I no, suck I, my own. And then the at the end, is, my dog I go died. through it. Huh? I go through the whole thing. I hate when I've left 20 seconds without you. Hearing. I go. So what happened in the middle there? Did you? No, I would listen. <laughs> I've oh, I li- this is the problem. I messages I will listen to the whole thing. Man, that's yeah. I, because I just feel like if someone gives you the effort of yeah. like writing a voice memo, I have to get through it. But I message get your shit together. But Elvis anyway, it was so moving, so good. Um, my dad, I wrote to them last night and I go, it's on me. I'm going to take. If you guys want to go see Elvis, let's go anytime you want. And my dad wrote back. Oh, I wrote, let me just see what he wrote. We're doing it's a so- show in Memphis. We got to go to uh, Graceland. I've been to Graceland, but I would go again. For I'm sure. going to Graceland. Graceland, Graceland, Memphis, Tennessee. So here, this is what I said. So how did Elvis not poop for a month and a half? Because I because keep opioids. Things about this opioids. So he just didn't. Yeah, and it just it just compacts in your system. I mean, <sighs> food. When you take the moisture out of food, yeah. It, I know you think like, oh my god, I just ate all of that. How could that possibly be in my stomach? Oh, there's water. It in compacts. There? So no, when you oh. when. Poop becomes, it's broken down by acid in your stomach. So it becomes, it gets dissolved a little bit and it dehydrates. So when you eat a huge, like months and months of food, it's not like this yes. spread that you put down in your stomach. It's It's got down. And that's why people, sh- if you hear about opioid shits, they're like, what after they get bocce off them? balls coming out of it. like just hard, like really, uh, I'm trying to think of a, like a heavy ball, but a like just. Ball. 
Yeah, like a t- but a tinier bowling ball yeah, coming t- out of your ass. Oh, uh, um, a bocce croquet ball. ball. Yeah, croquet, croquet. <laughs> Is um, it croquet? I, I think it's croquet. Okay, so I, I wrote to my dad and mom. I would go to see Elvis with you guys if you wanted. My dad says, too bad. We're at the river. Had to move the boat for the Brants. Whatever that means. He said, I read in the New York Times that it totally sucked. They said it was more like a vampire movie. And I said, it's one of my top five favorite films. No joke. And my mom wrote, oh, wow. Then we'll have to see it. Um, And then she goes, uh, oh, and then she asked me if I wanted to go to the baseball game tonight. Oh. Um, And I was like, what? And my mom is... My mom has organized all of my family go to, to go to the baseball game tonight because because of why. Um, here's what I said. I said, uh, yeah, tomorrow might work. Can you just get me a ticket and Chris one too? If I if we can't go, I'll pay for them. And she goes, okay, Matt is buying ours. I'll ask him, $5 ticket night, baby. <laughs> so it's because there's a bargain. I knew there was something behind it. Why would my mom want us all to go to the ball game? It's because I got $5 tickets. We're saving a bundle. Go. We got to go, even though she doesn't realize that I could get us free tickets with the simplest email. Yeah, but you know what? It makes her feel good. To sit up in the nosebleeds for $5 ticket night. She's not even buying it. I mean, I am That is funny that that you find out not only is it $5. Well, then Matt bought them and texted us that. My mom goes, I'm paying you back. And he's like, don't make get into a fight about this. Like, stop this. My mom is going considering going to Mexico to save two thousand dollars on getting her tooth removed because in St. Louis it would be five thousand, and in Mexico it's three thousand. So she's going yeah, to but Mexico. You get those are good margaritas by the beach. And I said to I her, "I just love your mom planning a vacation around the." No, she's not. Get- it's not a vacation. They're going to somewhere that's not even fun. And my mom doesn't want to go, but my dad is like, "Julie, she can do it. It's fine." Saves us two thousand dollars. How did she find this Mexican tooth because guy? Their friend went to someone. <laughs> it's a common thing to go to Mexico for surgery. You don't. No, know I that? know you go to Turkey for hair transplants. I didn't hear about Mexico for teeth or teeth. Why removal. do you know about Turkey? Are you thinking about going? I just like Turkey. <laughs> no, you don't. Yeah, dude. Put you to sleep. It does. Sometimes <laughs> I gotta go to bed. Uh, let's go to break and talk more about this when we get back. Let's do our Andrew. All- <laughs> Violets are blue. No, no. This is it's you, all you connected. Yeah, it it's could all, all be connected. Oh, whoa. Could be. Well, if you're paying attention, <laughs> put it together, guys. What's it gonna be? We know what you're doing. I'm not having thinner. it. No, no. You're thinner. I mean, give it to me for a couple days. <laughs> yeah, thinner for three weeks. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> All right, uh, we'll be right back. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett-Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. 
It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the sassy Girl Bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Oh my God, you guys. I'm so excited that Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast because they have like all of my favorite clips on Instagram Reels. I'm constantly discovering new comedians from these clips. And I always like, how do you even go to these shows? Where are they happening? Well, now I know because I have the information right here. You can go to one of these shows. Don't Tell Comedy are putting on the coolest comedy shows in the country. This isn't like a comedy club. This isn't a theater. These are small, unique venues like on rooftops, backyards, art galleries. If you're looking for a fun night out in your town, which it's probably in your town because these shows used to just be in LA and now they're all over the country, 150 cities in Canada, the US and the UK. Don't Tell Comedy is the best thing for you to go out and explore and do. You're going to see amazing new comedians. You're going to see pop-ins from famous comedians. You've seen the clips online. Be a part of the experience live in person and do it on me, guys. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com and then use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. 20% off. That's freaking good. Well, the weather is getting a lot warmer. And so your wardrobe probably needs an update. I know mine does. And it's so hard when you want to buy new stuff because you want it to last a long time. You want it to look really good and you want it to like stand the test of time in terms of like fashion. At least that's what I want. And so that's why I love Quince because Quince is all about effortless fashion that looks chic and timeless year round. I'm talking premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. Washable silk top. They have so many chic jewelry pieces like these globe boho hoops. I love those. You could just blindly click and end up with such wardrobe essentials. They're not wasting your time at Quince. I love the Quince um, dress I got. I'm trying to find it because I want to say the exact name of it, but it's like this long sleeve dress, but it's like a midi skirt. It's so cute. It's like silky feeling. It's just, I've told you about it before. Okay, there's so much cute stuff on here. I got to go and get back to the podcast, but you know what to do. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Nikki for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E Quince.com slash Nikki to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Nikki. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, I have the podcast to really vent about stuff that's been bothering me, but even that, I can't say some of the stuff I need to sometimes. And there's certain things you just really can't tell anyone. And that's when you need a therapist. They're just there to listen. They can handle it. They've heard it all before. They can tolerate it. And that's why I love therapists. Don't think that you have to get through anything you're dealing with alone. That is not the way being a human works. You need to tell someone, please take this opportunity and check out BetterHelp because they will find you a therapist who will meet your needs. I've benefited so much from therapy of saying the darkest stuff I would never even say in the podcast. And I know you're like, wait a second, you leave dark stuff off the podcast? Yes, I, I get even darker if you can believe it. So if you're starting of thinking giving therapy a try, try through BetterHelp. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. And it's online and you can leave your therapist at any point with no questions asked. So this is perfect for someone who's noncommittal, who's scared, um, who's never tried therapy before. Get whatever you've got off your chest. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Nikki Glazer today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Nikki Glazer. 
Listen, I've heard that in Mexico you can get good stuff done, and it's state of the line, which is a phrase that my sister came up with in sixth grade. She was doing a fake do- a commercial for her like a book yeah. report, and it was about like they had to do like a TV show or something, you know, and kids have an assignment like read this book and make it make commercials about what or I don't know. But she was selling dog sleds, and it was a it was, a, <laughs> it was where she read White Fang in sixth grade, and her and her friend were like making this video presentation that they were going to show on Monday. And my my sister was selling dog sleds, and she goes, "State of the line dog sleds, only nine ninety nine." And we were like, "What's state of the line?" And we realized she combined state of the art and top of the line. <laughs> state <laughs> I love of the that. line dog sleds. It could easily be a saying. Yeah, it's great. So state of the line uh, dentistry <laughs> is to be had, and like it's not you're just going to Mexico and you're going in a yurt and they're just sawing off your fucking oh, jaw yeah, with a yeah, rusty not, like, blade. The- it's it's a real, it's a good thing to do. My point is, mom, let me give you $2,000 because I, I'm not trying to brag. I'll I, take it out for four, 400 Okay, well, th- that's really nice of you, but give you're not pliers, a Give me pliers, a donkey, and a rope. <laughs> a burrow. <laughs> a burrow? Down there. Burrow down the line? Um, but I told her, I was like, can you just, can I just pay for this to not, so you don't have to go to Mexico for surgery? I just, I know that it would be, if they built a trip around it, fine. But my mom doesn't want to go. She's like, your dad thinks I should do it. I don't know. Do you think she would have to make, wait until January to go because they don't have time in their schedule? It, otherwise, she could just go in St. Louis and have it her rotting tomorrow, tooth taken yeah. out tomorrow Take it out, yeah, for an extra $2,000. But, but my dad's like, she can wait. And I'm just like, <sighs> and, and the thing is, I don't care if she can have better, even if the procedure is the exact same as it would be in St. Louis, the stress that it puts on my mom to travel abroad, to go to Mexico, to then be in a different foreign country when her tooth has been, a, a you know, there's healing that needs to happen, that people around you need to take care of you. You need to be in a place where it's like you feel safe. Yes. And I know my mom's going to go on Priceline and get a fucking shitty hotel where, <laughs> you know, we'll, we won't even be able to find her. It won't have running water. Like, I just know my, so I'm saying to my mom, let me pay $2,000 because on the back, this will save me money because the trauma and the, the, the stress of that, that Mexico trip and also putting off this tooth thing that might cause an infection is going to cost me down the road more because you will die. You will be injured. I, I'm going to cover your medical bills attack. when they get above $2,000 yeah. probably. So can I avoid some of those by not having you stressed out and go to Mexico for fucking dental work? Just so you can, it just makes me mad. And I said to her, this is why you should let me pay $2,000 because first of all, I will never, I won't remember it. I know that's a lot of money. To me right now, it is not a lot of money. I just, to be honest, it isn't. And I'm not bragging. It just isn't. And I said to her, this is what daughters are for. This is what having a rich daughter is for. Like, this this is why I want to make money is to do stuff like this. You have to let me. And she was like, and I go, I hope that if you had as much money as I had and I have as much money as you had and I was going to go to Mexico to save $2,000 on a surgery that you would do the same thing. No, no, you don't have to pay me back. Just give me two thousand dollars. And the truth is, I don't think she would. It'd be funny if she goes four thousand. Yeah, <laughs> I would. I would. No, I know, but like, I at just, what point would she take? Like, what if you offered to pay for the whole thing? I would, but she knows that she. Could, I want her to be able to pay for what she can afford, yeah. so that she doesn't feel like I'm just. It's a handout because it's not. It's just. It sucks. Why is that not covered? Does she not have dental insurance? She does, but it doesn't cover the full thing. See, that's or whatever. a whole nother. Th- I, I mean, mean, you want to get into the healthcare of this? I mean, I had a um, 
my filling yesterday, 35 bucks. I was like so excited. 38 bucks. Wow. It's like, whoa. What did they fill it, it with? It worked. What's yeah, I know. <laughs> Candy. <laughs> oh, you're trying a to- A little popcorn. You're trying to get no. more of laughing gas. I love the idea of you as a kid. You were talking about it yesterday, <laughs> eating candy to get to the drug. Oh, like, yeah. You're like, those. <laughs> That's the only way I'm going to get it. You're like 7,000 pounds, but you're like, never been happier. Yeah. No teeth, just rotting. Just suck it on that nitrous. Oh, I Man. need Man, I mean, nitrous is what they suck out of balloons, right? When people do whippets. Oh my God, have yes. you ever done it? No, but that's what it is, You've never right? done nitrous? No, because I always heard that you could die the first time you do it. No, so why would I do something? That's not that's true. That's why I've never it. done it. Right? Uh, I'm also afraid of dying. Plenty. And look how smart I am. Huh? You're afraid of dying? <laughs> yeah. But did you ever hear that you could die the first time? I mean, that's why I don't. If I. That used to be a rumor about pot. The first time you do well, it, you cocaine, could die. Cocaine, I heard that. Coke, like, and now yeah. that's true because of fentanyl being. But, um, but that really cut me off drugs, honestly, is that, that first time. There was a basketball player. Um, fuck. Uh, starts with an L. Fuck. I can't remember it. Larry Bird. No, he's still alive, but I think he's probably done some coke with some Budweiser. Sure. So this guy did coke one, one. That's the thing, the one, though. They time. always say the one, first time, and he died. Yeah. And uh, he was going to be like the best player yeah. ever. And so people talk about his did story. Did he die a lot. from like overdosing heart on attack. coke? Yeah, overdosing oh, on coke, heart just, attack. He probably already had a pre. I had a bite. Died from heroin, condition. and they claimed it was the first time. I was like. Mm. You don't really do heroin the first time. Like, you don't shoot up heroin. I don't know how he ingested it, but... I don't know, but yeah, it was so sad. I was listening to... I was just kind of remembering Harris Whittles, who was my friend who passed from heroin, and, like, hearing about... Just reading about... Because he did a You Made It Weird with Pete Holmes episode right when he got out of rehab, like, the third time, I think, and he said on that, like, if I do it again, I will die. Like, if I go back to heroin, I will definitely die. Yeah. And, um... And so I was wanting to find the transcript of it because I just wanted to like hear his story again and kind of remember it. And the thing that people just don't understand about heroin is that these people get prescribed these pills for pain and then the pills, they become addicted to the pills and they're not like, it's not because they wanted to be, they just get sucked into it. And then it becomes, even for Harris Whittles, who was a producer on Parks and Rec, an EP on Parks and Rec, a writer on Parks and Rec, um, very successful. Uh, writing movies, so successful, rich. It was draining him of money to keep up this pill habit. So then eventually- Like oxy, right? Yeah, yeah like uh, opioids. Yeah, yeah. And it was so expensive that, and it starts to be, you need more and more and more to get that feeling. And it's the same drug as heroin. Like it's an opioid. And so shooting up becomes- just a no-brainer. It's so much cheaper, so much cheaper, easier to get probably in, in some circumstances if you're living, he used to go to Skid Row to get it in LA. He'd drive over from his like million dollar yeah, home to yeah. Skid Row and he died shooting up. But I think people just think of people that shoot up as like the dregs of society, but no one wants to put a needle in their arm. And he's, it, it's because it becomes cost effective to do that. And it gives you a high faster. It's like, I just, um, it in was just really book, interesting to read again. In that book, uh, Coming Alive, that we're all kind of sort of reading. Yeah. Um, the author that said I'm falling asleep very, to every night. <laughs> the author said something very interesting. He said, um, addiction is when you feel, um, is, is when a person chases this feeling that they got once and they're just constantly chasing it, but never achieving it again. 
Yes. I read that actually yesterday in something else that addiction is feel it was it was chasing feeling good but feeling worse. Right. Chasing yeah, like mm. that ad- ad- addiction is defined that that you use a thing to because you want to feel good but it just makes you feel worse. And and the thing is you would go, "Well, then why would you keep doing that?" If it makes you feel worse and it's like because you're constantly chasing that good f- because that there is good a chance to have. do enough to get that feeling of there yeah. I, and i want to say that i don't really relate to all of that because for me addictions it does feel good like i don't feel you feel worse on the back end but at first you do feel better yeah i'm sorry like i do feel if i shot up heroin right now i would feel fucking great i really would yeah but you haven't that would be your first time no but even people that sh- i've watched intervention the other night and this woman that was shooting up heroin or smoking crack every single time she'd be like oh it's so good oh yeah yeah so it does I mean, feel uh, good i think people just think that it's all just like hell after you're addicted people that don't understand addiction just don't seem to like grasp why someone is i just don't understand how people can be mad at drug addicts or kind of confused by them with i know that you might not be a drug addict but you look at someone on the sidewalk like how can they be passed out in their own filth uh, you know dirty sandals i always picture you know dirty sand and just like passed out and from crack or shooting up needles in their arm how why would you do that who would ever want to do that do you think that person had a choice like Mm -hmm. if you really think someone has a choice of whether or not to do drugs you're such an idiot so much of it starts and you have no compassion because why would you ever no one would choose that so much of it starts and this happened with me i remember i had uh like a root canal right or like nothing that should have got more than five pain pills. Root canals. The, the lady, don't even need the pain dentist pills. gave me 40 yeah. oxycodines. Yeah. And then I'm like, I take like two. Next thing you know, I'm going out. My tooth doesn't hurt anymore. No. I don't even know I have teeth. No. And next thing I know, I'm, ha- I'm eating like five or six. And then I, I'm like, oh, I'm just eating. The- I'm just taking these. I'm not drinking. So I'm just taking the, and the next thing you know, you're like, okay, I'll just take them during the day just to like kind of manage it. And, and you see how easily, and I think that's what happens. I think people get You were too lazy to become a drug addict. Oh, uh, yeah. I can't go back. What am I going to, maybe if I hurt another tooth. <laughs> oh, dude. If I had to drive 30 minutes. Actually, or, like, I do it for golf. Form. I do it for golf, I guess. Yeah, that's true. I literally like spend thousands of dollars on gas to just get to a driving range to get upset. To get upset, you don't feel how much. How do you? How much? Maybe this is an addiction because do you feel? What is the percentage you leave the golf course? Because we're not talking about the being at the golf course because you're gonna have that dopamine. I was reading all about addiction last night. Dopamine is the 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 feeling that you get before you get the opioid. So opioids go off in your brain mm-hmm. when you have an orgasm, when you take the hit, when you eat a piece of pizza and you're really hungry dopamine is the feeling is the chemical that is released on the way to that feeling. So there's no dopamine being released and opioids always lead to a crash. A second you, you, the first bite of pizza is going to be the epitome of your enjoyment. Mm -hmm. It only ramps up to that with like, I'm so hungry. Oh my God. I just ordered it. So hungry. Oh my gosh. It's stuff's coming out of the kitchen. Oh, it's not mine yet. Oh, I'm so excited. Oh, I can smell it. Oh my gosh. It's coming to the table. Oh my God. It's landed on the table. Oh my God. First bite. And then from then on second bite, third bite down, then all, then the opioid hits, then the dopamine plummets after that. Yeah. And so I'm wondering when you go to the golf course, Driving there, it's exciting. Getting on the course, like all the oppor- like the the excitement of like what could be, 
and the novelty yeah. of a new place or whatever. Mm-hmm. How often leaving a golf course do you feel great? Better than when you left? Better than when you arrived? Well, and be honest. No, no, no. I'm, of course, I'll be honest. I, I just, I, it all, there's a lot of variables. It's one thing if you're just. Well, if we're going by sheer numbers say, here. No, no, of but all I'm, the times I know, you've been to but, a but there's a difference in, if I go to a range, right, that I've never been to no and everything's range. new. Oh, okay. No, I'm saying though, most of the time I'm going to a range. So I'm not going to feel, if it's a new range, anything new feels good. A new but golf course. But a even new, an old one, you're going and you're excited. But you it wouldn't depreciates. Go back. The happiness depreciates okay, because so, you keep playing the same hole and it's, you could play, even if you play it better, it doesn't feel as good. Okay. So if we're going by just. New courses, first time, all of those, the the yeah. way you feel going in, how often are you leaving them feeling as good or better than when you came in? I mean, again, it depends how I play. I mean, but let's just say, I so know. how often I do you know. play I better say, than you I would expect? I would say, I f- so when I shot the 76, I felt fucking fantastic. But how often does that happen? It was a happen? new course, probably once every like seven times I play. Okay, let's. Maybe, actually maybe one every 20, but I but I practice more than I play. Right. Do you understand? Yes. So if practice, the the end, so when you first start practicing golf again, it feels good every time you go to the range because you're fucking, you're learning something new skill. Yeah. You're hitting the ball an extra 20 yards. You're hitting it straighter. But now I'm at the point where literally I'm so consistent that you it's don't boring. see a big wins. Well, that's how I feel about stand-up. But it's the big like, wins you see, though, when you fucking have the special and you fucking realize, oh, no, all that work. I still don't feel it. But um. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I'm trying to compare it. Yes. So like when I have If to I take s- my shirt off on stage and I do something new, yes. that's when I feel That's when I go, oh my God, that was amazing. Like, what the fuck just happened? And I leave the stage feeling the same way I felt after the first time I did stand-up. Yeah. Like, if I bring a new element to it or if I play music on stage instead of doing stand-up, like... But doing stand-up, I just cannot get that dope. I, it will never hit the way it did the first time, ever again. And maybe that, that makes people not want to come means. see me, but that's what, what do you mean? What I was referring to, like that feeling, just like addicts constantly chase it and yes. you know, it leads to overdosing and all that stuff. Yes. That's what I you're, meant. You're chasing, the dra- you're chasing that initial feeling that was like, oh my God. But did it feel good to do like... The Drake stuff the other night or like shit. Yeah, doing feel- new stuff like that. Yeah. That's that's fun. And that gives me a, a thrill. All right, so just- then look at those positives. Like, no, no, right? no, I'm like- not saying it's a negative thing. I think that anything, like the thing about the first day on a new job that you, or when you get a job, like people forget sometimes. In the, yeah, they I got get- addicted to gambling because I won twenty two hundred dollars the first time I played. Yes, and then I went and bought a PlayStation. I bought a couch, and I'm like, this, <laughs> "Fuck, this is gonna keep happening." But think of how and many times boom. you've gotten a call for like a gig or a job, or you you get a job that you you know interview for, and you worked, or you get accepted to some kind of program in school, and you like you celebrate with your family. Your family literally like will take you out to dinner to celebrate, and then the job starts. Ne- it's yeah. and it's the it's the source of all of your misery. I mean, this my, thing that you wanted. I remember so I much. sat down with my dad one time and he was like, "It wasn't about stand up; it was about like copywriting." He's like, "You know, a job's just gonna any job's gonna just feel like a job eventually." And I was like, "Well, that's a that's sad though. Yeah, that's fucking sad." And it, but it's true. I know, but yeah. it's sad. It's but that's life. I mean, anyone anyone you date that you're so excited about, you're never gonna have that initial like. Uh, limerence, which is what it's called, mm-hmm. when you are just like so in love with each other and just like everything you do is adorable. You will never get that back ever with that person. And you can tell me, oh no, we did. Well, maybe did you have an amnesia or did the person have like a like? Did you might get it back if there was like a near death thing and you have like oh, or you break up and you reunite, but you will never have that initial thing again. The and that is what I other. struggle with in relationships is that 
you will never have that first high, which is literally the best part of falling in love. And I know people go, no, it's the deep love that the support but, you but get. But if people are saying that, they probably do feel it. I get it, but I don't know what that is. Yet. But that's what you don't. But it is a thing. Like that is real. I think it's an excuse people give for like <laughs> giving up something that they actually do want. Um, but maybe I'm wrong. All right, let's get to the news. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Yeah, you heard it here first. I really it's do the love same that thing music. As when people go, you know, Hope like when all the swells is Wednesday. Fuck, you know what that means? Wednesday. What's I'm that? sorry. It's a, I, I, and maybe I'm wrong here. But when women age. And they go, I actually like being older more. It's like, do you? If you could snap your fingers, would you not want to have tighter, younger skin? Of course you would. Or maybe not. Maybe there's, maybe you like the freedom of being invisible to the world now. But I just think that we convince yeah. ourselves we like our situation, which is good. We should because you can't go back in time. You can't get that limerence back. So you have to accept it. But I think that. But how happy a- were you when your body was tight? That's what I'm saying. Like, there's always that. I, I understand that, but I'm just saying when people go, you know, it's actually, my life is, I'm glad that that happened. Like, I'm glad, and I'm someone who always says, like, everything happens for a reason. But am I, some people go, um, you know what, that car accident, I really needed to wake up. And it's like, wouldn't another way have been cool too? Did you really love have, that? But I feel I like you can. I have a great, go ahead, like, yeah. news story for okay, you. Okay, please. Which oh, yeah, kind of has news. to do with this. Which is very funny, but yesterday uh, Anya texted us about. Oh no, no, you you had texted Anya and I about oxytocin. Yeah, and then I went and like I started like googling and stuff, and I found this article that I think you're gonna love. It's okay. a little bit old news, but it's new to me. So as long as it's real um, news and not fake. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. It's 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 based on a real study. So okay. while studying cheating, scientists are surprised to discover how oxytocin appears to boost men's attraction to their mate even when presented with pictures of other women. Mm. Okay, so explain so, this. Okay, yeah, wait, so um, huh? you want to hear a little bit about what they were doing in the study or so, just okay, get to the what, results? What I'm gleaning from this is that they took men who were in relationships and when they tested the, got men with higher levels of oxytocin, when asked about how much they love the person they're with, that love was substantially more um, when shown pictures of other women even. And it's not about other women, like other women's pictures make them love their woman more. Okay. Under the influence of oxytocin, two areas of the brain responsible for feelings of reward and pleasure lit up when men saw their partner's faces, but the sight of other women had the opposite effect, suppressing feelings of pleasure. Oh, interesting. Well, do you choose to suppress it or is that conscious or is that? No, no. It's oxytocin responsible for deep love, connected monogamous love. As time goes on and couples become less intimate, uh, the scientist, whatever, uh, <laughs> said that linkage can decay because of that. But activities that release oxytocin, such as really looking into another person's eyes, holding hands, kissing, and having sex may help restore the connection. Yeah, so it sounds like um, oxytocin is released when you do loving, safe, uh, intimate things. And so if you, and when you have a lot of oxytocin going off in your brain that comes from those things that you will have a, you will be, feel more connected and more desirable of your partner, no matter how long you've been with them. So what we, it tells us is that we need to like keep those things up of like deep eye contact, like cuddling, touching all those things to sustain, to prevent us from being attracted to other people. Because if the oxytocin is high, 
from those things, yeah. you won't be attracted. But to it other doesn't have as to much. be in only in that moment, right? Like it would not it sustains you. So yeah. oxytocin has like a, yeah. a you know. Well, I mean, I'm sure you've done this with Chris or whatever, where I'll go maybe a few weeks without. You do take your partner for granted for like how gorgeous they are, or like how how much they make you feel happy. Like you don't take it in. Like a lot of times I don't take it in. Then at times I'll just stop and like really like be like, this is my person. And th- those are like lo- loving, deep love wins because you go, you could go, I could go a couple weeks with my ADD brain and not really like take her in. You yes. know what I mean? So like you're almost recreating that feeling in your brain of like what the first time seeing them. I don't know. It's a weird little win. I, I, I feel. I feel that does that make sense like yes yeah, yeah that you i think everyone relates to that but i think that it's distance it's like not you're not touching them enough you're not like stopping yes. to actually look at them like mm-hmm. all you need to do is figure out time to just stop and look whereas like i can't do that because i'm on the road for fucking 14 days and i can't look at the person i can't touch the person and so i always find my relationship hits like really rocky territory whenever i've been gone too long because there's not that there's not hand holding there's not touching there's not eye contact there's not all those things and it's like it's like first night is there a feeling no because we're usually broken by the end of it and so we when we see each other it's you know in the waiting room of our our you know couples counselor (laughs) and it's like awkward because at the end of a trip a long trip like yeah it's it's gone from being like Oh, I miss you so much. Uh, very good. And at the end of fourteen day trip, you're coming out of it, and you're usually there's some conflict that hasn't been appropriately addressed on both sides, and then it's just it's frayed because you you don't even you can't even picture the person, you can't smell the person, you can't. So it's just like you, you, I don't even care about working it out with this person because I'm not connected to them in any yes. way. They're literally a stranger to me because their body chemistry is so. The other night I like had Chris's shirt and I was just smelling it because I haven't seen him forever. So I was just trying to remember, like, get those oxytocin chemicals so that my brain would remember I love this person. I'm yeah. like, connected to this person. Like, I would do anything to work out uh, at a difference with this person. And I think that that's when like little arguments can just turn into like, well, then we shouldn't be together because you forget how bonded you are because yeah. you don't have that. I wonder therapy. if it's good. I wonder, or not good or bad, but to go from like. 14 days off and then the first time is couples counts like it seems like another not extreme but like it's not like we planned it that way it's like we don't have time in our lives to fit in couples counseling except the one hour when we're both not working (laughs) i mean you try to be with someone who has our work hours from 4 30 a.m until 11 a.m and then you have to work from 11 a.m until 6 p.m so it's and then that person has to go to bed because they have to get up at four so it's hard it's really hard i think that but it's so true that it's touch eye contact and love making that that make you have those that's the that feeling in your brain that fuzzy feeling that makes you go like i love them and just sharing emotionally sharing even like someone being like i don't know whenever i hear my partner be like, you know, like I love you. And, or like, I, it really feels good to hear that. Like talking about his feelings. I am like any issue I have with our relationship <laughs> literally evaporates. Yeah. Like it, like it, it can be, I can be like in a swarm of mosquitoes of like things I'm annoyed at and they will all be completely zapped and fall to the floor dead. The second he goes, I'm feeling really, I, I feel really good about, 
what we've talked about or like just says some feelings. I don't know why it's so erotic to me or it's so soothing to me. It's so like reassuring to me. It just makes me feel but is it, is like that, I could put up with anything. But it, I know that's, I mean, that's the double-edged sword though. Is like, is okay. it, is it a drug? Is it just an intoxic? Yeah. Am I just like, la, 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 mm-hmm. la, la, like, am I googly or, heart Like, should eyes? you not at least have half the mosquitoes still around? Right. No, they go, for me, it's all the mosquitoes or, or none. none of mosquitoes. I am so black and white. It sucks. <laughs> yeah, that's tough yeah. because it's so polarizing. Maybe it, it's like a sense of um, approval that whatever it was that you discussed or worked on was the right way to go. And then like, you know, he's definitely on the same page as you. Could yeah. I think it's like an that, understanding like, approval? or just like, I just want someone to, when I feel like my feelings have been addressed and like that, I'm not crazy for my feelings and that, you know, yes. I, I get him to a place of understanding that I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not trying to be evasive. I'm not trying to lie. I'm just like, I'm feeling anxious or I'm feeling scared or like, if he knows the root of it, which isn't this nefarious root, because I think a lot of times in relationships, not just mine, you get into fights where someone thinks the other person is like trying to dodge or like avoid or like trick the other person or deceive for my own well-being. When really anytime I am ever being a little bit um, uh, obtuse or like a little bit avoidant, it's because I'm doing it for not just for me i mean it is for me but it's because i want that person to love me i'm trying to avoid that person hating me and it's it's like you know it's kind of like patrice o'neill's bit of like we cheat for you yeah we cheat for you like i'm not saying like oh i get to lie and be deceitful because i'm i'm trying to keep you but i do feel like there's sometimes in a my relationship or even in hearing my friends relationships where i'm like the thing he's getting mad at you about or the thing you're mad at him about, don't you realize he's only doing that because he wants to stay with you? Yeah. Like, he's trying... Yes. D- does that make any sense to you guys? Yeah. Like, I, they're doing I, that yes. thing not to hurt you. They're doing it they're so that partners. you love them. Like, I guess I, my I, only worry is... I'm not sabotage. telling you the truth about this thing because I think that if you find out, you'll hate me forever and not want to be with me. When I know the thing that I might be lying about or evading the truth about isn't really a deal breaker and shouldn't be a reason you hate me. If I'm cheating on you, yeah, I feel like you should probably find that out and leave me. But if something, if I'm not telling you something that I think you'll just be so disgusted by or so just like kind of grossed out by, and maybe I'm grossed out about it by myself too, I'm doing it because I don't think it's something that you need to know about. And it, 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 your response, I don't trust your response because I don't trust, obviously. And I might have feelings that I'm inherently unlovable. And I think that that detail might bring out your disgust with me in a way that you'll reject me. But I'm doing it because I want you to love me. And like, so if you're worried that I'm trying to get away from you or like, yeah, do or hurt you, it's actually the opposite. My only concern would be. If I was doing something to get someone else to love me, right, but it wasn't being true to whatever I thought I was, then I feel like over time I'm hurting myself. It has nothing to even do with that person. Well, that's without saying. Yeah. I feel like that's, I mean, obviously. You can't get someone to love you. Yeah. I mean, I'm saying, (laughs) I'm not talking about excuse the person who's lying to you or evading things and let them do that. Just start from a place of. Of course they shouldn't be doing this. Let's get to a place where we can co- totally be honest with one another and transparent and no one gets hurt. But acknowledge that the root of this is this person being scared that you'll leave them and that they'll lose you. And if you can, go- it's not good that they're doing it. Yes, we need to get at the, we need to stop doing this. I don't want to be someone who has to like 
you know, av- avoid certain truths about myself. But if I do it and I get caught, know that I'm trying in my own way to <laughs> figure out a way to do it. So I- I'm just trying to keep you. It's it's my it's my weakest self giving into my fears of abandonment. So yes, it is not a good thing to do. I don't want to be someone who is pretending to be a different version of someone so that mm-hmm. I can keep a guy. I would love to be myself. Like that's my goal in every aspect of my life. Yeah. For me in relationships, it's really really difficult because I think I'm gross. I'm too masculine. I have really ang- really weird anxieties that make people uh their lives feel burdened by them. I have my whole life like everything I'm scared of or everything that I'm like anxious about takes the fun out of things for we okay so everyone can't go on a roller coaster because Nikki doesn't want to go on it okay well I guess we can't go to that thing because Nikki's scared of fireworks oh we can't do that because Nikki's scared of the highway now we all have to like tend to her needs and it's so annoying it's never met with like what's going on here I'm so sorry you're feeling this way or that you have to you have to act this irrational way because you're in pain it's it's never that it's like why are you doing this why are you trying to ruin our time why are you lying to me it's never what wait why are you doing this like can I understand like are you in pain what are you avoiding like do you not think I won't love you on the other side of this because I do love you I want to make you feel safe it's always just like why'd you do that you're mm-hmm. a bad person you're an anxious person you need to make everything about you oh Nikki's scared of air shows so the whole family can't go to air shows how about I'm scared of air shows so maybe tell me some facts about air shows to make my irrational fears a little better why don't we go through the facts about that's like the bus incident yesterday you know this weekend so scared of riding in those fucking buses and I was gonna cancel it and then Kirsten goes why don't you have Jen my assistant ask about the the schedule of the buses and like you know, the protocol for the bus drivers. And then all of a sudden I was like, wait, you can do that? And it was like, information sets me free or like compassion or someone just being like, oh, I have I have irrational fears about this other thing. Let's talk about it as opposed to Nikki's weird. Mm-hmm. Because not only do I feel weird, but I I think I grew up as a child just feeling like all of my fears, people thought I was trying to get attention, which maybe I was subconsciously, I didn't think I was, or that I was trying to be the center of attention, which... Let me tell you, maybe that's a little bit of my goal now because I'm a comedian and trying to, you know, a famous person. So obviously that's a goal. When I was a kid, I did not want, I hated that I wet the bed and that I was scared of IMAX movies and I was scared of movies and like I was scared of ghosts. I had to sleep on my parents. Those are all embarrassing. I wasn't like, I can't wait to be like, my. I'm not one of these girls that's like, I hate the word moist. That's my personality. I wish I wasn't like anxious mm-hmm. and scared. I hate these things about myself. So when, so I think I still struggle with when I have anxieties. I think sometimes or do things when you have anxieties. Yeah, I'm trying to think how to phrase like you put on a front that like I don't give a fuck when you might give all the fucks. And I think like as a friend of yours, like sometimes I don't really know that it's coming from a place of fear or like why you're acting a certain way so yeah. like i don't really because it doesn't feel vulnerable like for you know like i don't know there could be a little, i can't think of an example right now but like just yeah. like a little thing where like instead of like you being like well i'm actually just afraid of it it's it's more like it comes well, yeah, off stronger because, so like i don't know exactly something but that's what like, i'm saying that's exactly what i'm, saying, I'm saying is like when when i do react in in a way that like maybe i lash out at someone or something and yeah, that's that's inexcusable. I definitely deserved to, to give an apology to whoever I'm doing that to. But 
when people lash out or when people scream or like even hit someone, you have to understand that that is coming from a place of intense fear. And you like, I even sometimes picture no, know, Hitler as a baby. No, but that's why it's like, hard to have compassion or to have empathy. But you need to empathy. try. Everyone needs to try to know I know, know but that. then that person needs to try to like. That's what I, I do try to do. I, know, it. I no, apologize I'm not afterwards. I go I'm to therapy. Saying, I meditate. Yeah. I read books. Like, that's the thing when people go, well, Nikki, th- this just gives you an excuse to just be a bitch all the time because you're, you, oh, you had fears as a child and you weren't, you weren't cared for enough as a child. That just gives you an excuse to be a terrible adult a drug addict anything you want because you go my childhood I didn't get enough love I have anxieties it's not an excuse all I'm asking for and if I'm able to even acknowledge that that means I'm doing work that I'm trying and I can't fix it overnight and I'm not asking for everyone to forgive me whenever I transgress or whenever I lash out in a way that you know I, I don't have a plan I'm trying my best it's just and even if I'm not trying my best there's also probably a reason for that. Like not everyone can go to therapy. Not everyone can meditate. Like there are things that people can't do. I just, I wish I need to do it myself. I want everyone to have more compassion for everyone. Even before when I said you were an idiot that you don't understand addicts. If you're some, someone who doesn't understand addicts and has no compassion for them, I actually don't think you're an idiot. I feel sorry that I'm not feel sorry for you, but I understand that you have a, you were raised and you have a brain that's different that doesn't maybe have as much empathy as another person, which is something you can learn because I had to learn empathy. So I have empathy even for you. So you can extend it to anyone. I just wish I would get it a little bit more often in my life because I think that um, I just, I'm just like realizing it. I, I, it, at my core, I feel like I'm a bad person. I feel like I'm self-serving. I feel like I'm a narcissist. I feel like everyone thinks like, Oh, Nikki just makes up things so she can get attention and because she's being a widow baby. And the truth is, I, even if I am doing that, which I t- truly do not think I am on any level, that's a sad thing to do. And someone should feel sorry for me that I do that. Like when girls are like, even girls are like, I hate moist. Don't say it. That girl is, I know it's annoying, but she just wants attention. This poor girl. What? How sad is it that that's how someone is going about getting love? That they don't like the word moist? Like, even that is sad. We gotta go to bed. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, Self-care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. 
Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the sassy Girl Bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Oh my God, you guys. I'm so excited that Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast because they have like all of my favorite clips on Instagram Reels. I'm constantly discovering new comedians from these clips. And I always like, how do you even go to these shows? Where are they happening? Well, now I know because I have the information right here. You can go to one of these shows. Don't Tell Comedy are putting on the coolest comedy shows in the country. This isn't like a comedy club. This isn't a theater. These are small, unique venues like on rooftops, backyards, art galleries. If you're looking for a fun night out in your town, which it's probably in your town because these shows used to just be in LA and now they're all over the country, 150 cities in Canada, the US and the UK. Don't Tell Comedy is the best thing for you to go out and explore and do. You're going to see amazing new comedians. You're going to see pop-ins from famous comedians. You've seen the clips online. Be a part of the experience live in person and do it on me, guys. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com and then use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. 20% off. That's freaking good from bbc radio 4 britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip i thought in that moment oh my god we've summoned something from this board this is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. And we're back. (laughs) We're back. It's time for Wednesday's wild card segment. Um, It is time for Andrew's succinct short story circle segment. (laughs) <laughs> you know when I, I really that. I really can bring it together when I want you know it was that, how many takes did that take just, I think uh, that was two yeah it was pretty quick yeah, yeah it was quick when I turned that fucking it's funny because the thing we wanted you to do which was like have a lisp and kind of slur it that's usually the thing that you would make you do another take so it makes sense that it only took two, <laughs> we asked you to fuck it up oh I mean yeah I mean it's, I didn't have to get method for that <laughs> You know, it's already there on the surface. <laughs> um, okay, so what's today's story and why? Well, we were talking yesterday. I think we never got to 
the yep. dentist thing that well, I was you said that about. you had a gr- you were like, oh, I have a dentist story, and you well, said we don't have time, and then Noah was like, oh, tomorrow let's do this. Story. Well, when you're poor in New York and you're picking up dog shit for a living, and you have a no dental insurance, and you have a tooth problem, and you can't get to Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> You can't find a borough. You can't even find Little Mexico in New York. You can't even get there. <laughs> Where would that be? Uh, south. <laughs> so so I was fucked. I was like, I went to a dentist. They're like, I had a root canal that the root, whatever, came out. Like, So there was a hole in my teeth that came out. Oh, my God. So you could get. So stri- like the, the cap came off? The cap came off. An old root canal. Do you know that your root, that the cap is just covering a giant hole? So oh. the hole, you Ooh. could then get to the nerve. So then everything No, the was... nerve's gone on a root canal, buddy. Okay, so maybe this was... But before. it could cause an infection of just like food packing up in there. I'm trying to think what exactly... Because the root canal, I do believe, takes out the... It does, but for some reason I was canal. having a ton of pain. Maybe it was another yeah, yeah. nerve. Yeah, sure, sure. However yeah. it was, I was in a shit ton of pain. <laughs> it was like... Were you doing Oragel? $1,000. Like um, numbing? Um, Dude, Oragel, thank thank God for Ambisol and Oragel. Can I just say, I for, know, as someone with tooth pain who had braces yes. and who also, I I know when it probably did it. Off. Oh, it's good for two seconds. Yeah. <laughs> it's like juicy fruit. Dude, I put so much of that in my. But then oh, I, I would used to get, drink. You know it. what I would do? That was really disgusting. Wait, I I could probably guess. Can you give me some clues? Well, let's say I had a hole in my mouth. Stuff it with gum. Okay, let's say it was stuffed with food. What okay. would I use to take that food out? A key. A straw. Oh, oh, I wish a straw. A toothpick. I, you th- a toothpick? That's a normal thing. What do you think Andrew did? A he, piece. Oh, a pe- just a laminate. He like rolled some kind up of like, a dollar bill ca- and would. <gasps> no. <laughs> People probably just, just ran off the road. No, it's okay. And I listen, didn't think. To, listen, I didn't think okay. about how dirty. Of course. Because your brain, you're just you like, 30. I wanted to. Why would you? <laughs> No, have some compassion. I've done disgusting stuff. I will not. I will. <laughs> no, I will. It's bad. It's, it's really bad. bad. But you but always have a dollar on you. This is before thing. Venmo. No, and <laughs> that would be weird if you got it out with your with my phone Venmo app. Um, my razor. You can scoff all you want at Andrew's struggle here, but when you're depressed and like you do not care about self care, no. especially when you have a tooth pain. That pain is so gnawing that you don't even have the wherewithal to be like, this could be dirty. You just want yeah. it out. Okay. And I was 32. Um, so. <laughs> okay, five minutes. I was Let's one go. year for each tooth minus seven. Um, so I went. So my cousin Neil, he's a dentist. Oh my God. Well, I'll tell you after the show. But so he he's a dentist, but he's not like a, a, a surgeon. Like, I needed an oral surgeon for this. Yeah. He's like, I could do it for like a hundred bucks. So I go to my cousin Neil's and I'm like, okay, well, I'm sure I'll have some of the materials. I'm like, dude, this motherfucker took my tooth. He had to take out. So there's still part of your tooth in there, but it is. That's a molar. Like, that's like, you can't like just get it. This motherfucker. I can't even explain to you. He numbs it up. So he gives you the local. He does give me. Yeah, he's like, you just take a little orange gel. It's like, that's all you got. He's like, he's like, bite on this spoon, essentially. And he's fucking using, I don't even know what instrument it is. Just like, like a fucking, just, just a, a $5 wrench. bill? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a dentist. And he's like, he's using like a wrench, like an old school, like, like a thing to get horseshoes off. And he's just like, fucking, 
Like, I'm telling you, I'm not. I'm. I'm not exaggerating. Oh for yeah, he's putting some forty-five minutes grit into it. He's grit. He's sweating, and I'm in like his office, which it's feels like, like a, shop an of attic. Horror, Steve, Steve. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Without yeah. So so he's like, feed me, Seymour, and he's fucking grinding. Just like like I'm telling you, like that. Are hard. you laughing? Over Are you crying? Face. No, I'm Can like you feel any of it. I can just, just feel pressure. the fucking yeah, yeah. pressure and um. And, but I'm telling but you, but is, is he playing? You're a crazy bitch, but you fuck yeah, so good. Yeah, I'm so I'm side. rock hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty cool. And so, fuck. <laughs> I was like, I got another Andrew. fucking canal you can hit, take over stuff. And so, anyway, so he's fucking grindy, and he finally like. I'm telling. I'm, I picture in this attic, he, the dentist also has soft rock playing. Like, oh, I wish. It's Michael, the, the, the Michael McDonald. Da, 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 he's da, like, so da. how's your mother? She's yeah. doing all right. I'm like, dude, just get my fucking a, tooth out. He puts a TV on in the corner just with some <laughs> soap opera. He's like, playing. let me show you some old photos of your of your dad. Rosie O'Donnell show is playing. That's always what was playing. Okay, go on. We used to play baseball so at, uh, in Flushing at that park. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and so he finally gets it out, and like it was insane. I left there like feeling like I was abused for like an hour, like like a like a like waterboarded, but some kind of yeah. And I left there and I was like, this is why poverty, like it really hit me like, if you don't have money, like that's the surface. You get, and I love him and he's a good dentist. You should go to him as a dentist, as an oral surgeon, right. having to do this, which is outside. Like, How do you what know do you, this guy? He's my cousin. Oh, it's your cousin. God, it sounds like the, a, a scene from The Nick. Yeah. That's <laughs> sounds terrible. I mean, yeah. can you imagine they used to do surgeries with no anesthesia? I mean, no, I mean and a childbirth even with no, like just. In every movie, it's like, here's a simple whiskey. You bite on this fucking belt or spoon. Yeah. And we're going to cut your leg off. Yep. And everyone's like. Aah! My mom always brags that uh, she didn't have. This is a joke from my act from a while ago. But um, <laughs> my mom. It's true. My mom had can natural childbirths. Yeah. My mom um, said that when my mom always likes to brag that when she gave birth to me and my sister that um, she didn't no drugs didn't use any drugs. What's the punchline? She drank alcohol. No, no drugs. Didn't take any drugs. Uh, uh, also, didn't I'm not anything. your mother. No, uh, <laughs> but during my conception, I needed drugs. Needed all of them. Uh. She, but yeah, when I was conceived, she was fucked up. She, she had a spinal tap. Final thought. I wanted to say, it reminded me when you're saying that when they were giving me the Novocaine yesterday uh, to shoot into my, like when they do, they go, it's going to be a little pinch, mm -hmm. you know, when they shoot it all in there to numb it up. He gave me a, he tried, he did a vibrator. He was like, and I'm going to vibrate, I'd use this vibrator. He said vibrator, which I was just like, that word, like you just like don't, yeah, it's a strong, it yeah, of yeah. Sex yeah, toys. It's like a rock but, hard cock. But it is good because they used to do that at my um for pain if you distract the body by like It's like what you do with your fucking when you have migraines. Yes, it's distracting yeah. the pain. Like when I used to get Brazilian waxes, I used to go to this Indian threading place. I wasn't it was a wax for your pussy, but threading for your eyebrows and in the back room they did waxes. <laughs> and this sweet woman used to like when she would be she would rip it off and then she would just go like this yeah, on my yeah. thigh like, Mr. like really Miyagi hard just style. rub it. Yeah, she would uh Miyagi. Wipe on, wipe off. Yeah. Just really fast. And it was just like, it would be, feel so nurturing and like nice that there was like some other 
like feeling happening. Um, so did he vibrate while he was shooting? Yes, it? while he was shooting did it, it, so it distract it. He was. You let me know if it helps. And I was like, I can't really tell because you, I didn't have it without it. But yeah, I mean, it's just the more stuff going on, the the less you're gonna focus on. That's I why they put up music to dry out the. When you have a vibrator, when you're having sex, do you feel the penis less? Yes. Interesting. Because it would be more stimulation, you know. So like, you you have. But it all together feels. Fantastic. Yeah. So like, if you're doing, you know what a, I mean. It's a pie chart, and you're only having your clit rubbed. Yes. The whole thing's gonna be clit, and yeah. maybe like a little bit will be like whatever <laughs> noises you're hearing. Another thing will be like the p- pressure of his body on you. Mm-hmm. But then you add another stimulus; it's gonna take up more of the pie chart. But you're not gonna feel that part of the pie as much if it was the whole pie. Yes. Yes. The whole pie would be like all all of the feels, <laughs> yeah. and then. Um, yeah, and then there was another thing you said that reminded me of something else. Fuck, I vibrator teeth, Novocaine. Novocaine. Um, yeah, just uh, opioids. Um, yeah, we got we we were talking. It was interesting for me to learn the difference between dopamine and then opioids, and having like dopamine is the everything the, up to it. Yeah, is the pleasure leading up to it, which I've always but thought don't about. You get that dopamine when, people- when you get. A notification they always say that's a shot of dopamine it's, that's opioid oh so they're the, using it wrong yeah or it would be maybe it could be like the do- i mean i'm sure it's a mixture of both but it's two different chemicals and the dopamine is really like the anticipation the like like what the, the excitement when you're when you're feeling excited about something and then the dopamine and then the uh, opioid is the rush of like ah oh, fought like re- relief mm-hmm. that 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 anticipation is finally and then after that dopamine so the dopamine is when you post when you're about to post something and you're getting your post ready, mm. and the opioid is, is like the that first, first hit second. of like oh, 36 yeah. likes within a second. Oh, and you're like, okay, dies. this is gonna be and it. Yeah, and then it and then dies. it's. But it's psychology and Instagram in Instagram terms. Oh my god! I mean, it's it's so uh, that one book that I read at the beginning of the pandemic that was called um, it was like about addiction. Oh, yeah. Joe Rogan had posted on his thing, and I just downloaded it immediately. But it was about phone addiction and technology addiction, and boy. Do they have it? I mean, we already know this from watching that one documentary on Netflix that she's they all did. That. Yeah, the documentary, <laughs> the Albert Brooks documentary. He's all that on Netflix. No, it's um the the, 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 the social the social dilemma. dilemma. Thank yes, you. Yeah. It, about how these people they've hired people who work in casinos Ugh. to figure out that like that's why Candy Crush is addictive because when uh, the the way the star lights up, the way the sound, the way the the star will go. It's a but fucking, like, whatchamacallit, it's a slot machine. It's, and that's why Wordle was so cool, because he did not want to make it Holy addictive. Shit. I haven't heard Wordle. In- he went, well, that's why, because yeah. people have a normal relationship <laughs> with it, and Candy Crush <laughs> is all about money. I mean, I'm sorry, these, I'm really disgusted by consumerism and capitalism at this point in my life. I just think everything is about how much money you can make. Like, oh, Wendy Williams, I just saw this headline. Her show got canceled because yeah. she wasn't showing up. She's going into podcasting. And now she's going into, she's getting a show at Sirius. And her her line, which maybe she said more stuff, so I don't want to, you know, take it totally out of context, but I think she's someone who represents just be, do whatever you can to get more money. Say whatever you want to get more money. If, you know, bad press is good press, doesn't matter who you hurt, what you say. She's not someone who really thinks before she talks. I definitely have that in my system too. But she said her response was, which is such a Trumpian, like just 
I, don't worry. Anything that's rejected me, anything that's failed, it's it's good. I didn't even want it anyway. Or it was a lie. You know, like any... Instead you can of never, taking any of the onus. No yeah. defeat. There's never... Yeah. You've never made a mistake in your life. Literally, can you please... Can anyone give me an example? I would love one of Donald Trump admitting that at somewhere he has made a mistake, that he has been fallible, even in the slightest, ever. If you would send me an example, I would really love it and it would give me some compassion for him. But Wendy Williams said, I... um." You know, uh, going to Sirius. Um, actually, this is a pretty good Wendy Williams, and I don't know her. Go, yes. I, I, I'm going to Sirius, and I just want to say that um, that is <laughs> I am making more money than I would ever make doing that TV show. So it's good. Like it was just about money. It's like what happened to I don't know. I liked having a TV show. All the people that worked on it with me. I'm sad to see it go. Man, this sucks. From what I read from what I read about this story, because I was thinking about doing it for news, for um, Why Do I Care? She did say that podcasting is more simpler than TV. Okay. And she was that like over well, I, I like that. that whole production. But I just hate this thing of like, just, oh, it doesn't matter. I'm going to make more money there anyway. Like since when? Well, so then live, why don't you just marry the richest guy and not I even care like, about love or whatever? Like why wasn't everything just motivated by, uh, oh, well, I'm making more money so it doesn't even matter. I can just, um, you know. Well, saw, oh, my whole family died in that house fire, but you know what? They cost money, so I'm going to make more money now in the future. Yeah, like, my next house is going to be actually. That's how people That's think. how much insurance money I got. Yeah. Okay, I have yeah, to go all my kids died, jump on sure. a psychiatrist call. But it just reminds me of uh, clicks. And and there was this person that went against Dave Portnoy from Barstool, and she yeah. actually had some really valid points, but really went after like the strong headline. And when he interviewed her, she was just honest. She goes, look, I just knew it would get a lot of clicks. And he had no defense because oh. she was just so honest. Like, this is it. This is the world we live in. But that's the problem. That everything is about clicks, and then you get treated better the more clicks you get. It's not about how good the substance is. No, and, and, that's, it, and that's what all people care about because clicks equal money. But like search, power. search is it, paying attention power. to what people, the decisions people make, what they do. I just want to say one last thing because I'm actually I have time to do it, Noah. Um, <laughs> uh, Last night I got, so I came across, I was watching Albert Brooks' movie and I was on my computer and I saw um, Daily Mail like buried deep down, which is, uh, I barely read the Daily Mail because it's so right wing leaning that it grosses me out, but they do have the best paparazzi shots and stuff. But there was this article <laughs> that said, um, and I sent it to him, let me just send, show this picture, hold on, I just want to talk about this um, really quickly. Um, final thought. So yeah, okay. a double final thought. Um, Finalist thought. I sent him a thing. It said, Whopper of a donation. David Spade gives $5,000 to underappreciated Burger King employee who has never missed a day's work but was rewarded with a measly, can measly candy goodie bag on his 27th year anniversary. David Spade surprised a hardworking Burger King employee with $5,000. Um, Spade sent forward a sweet direct message via Instagram that read, keep up the good work, 27 years. In response, according to a screenshot of their exchange uh, obtained by TMZ, he replied, holy shit, dude, three shocked face emojis. The fast food worker also expressed he couldn't believe Spade's kindness and was looking forward to using some of his paid time off. Um, Ford went viral earlier this week. For, so he posted this video about like, I've worked for Burger King for 27 yeah. years. They, I've never missed a day and this is what I get for like my anniversary, like this goodie bag. And so Spade saw this and not to get any press, like I, really, I, I know that it, you might roll your eyes at that, not you, but like the listener 
And so I wrote to him and I go, this was really fucking cool because it was buried. It wasn't like, this wasn't top headline news. Wait, no, I'm you sorry. probably saw I'm it. Sorry, but, but how did it, how did it, how I have did it, it leak? in my headlines, yeah. Because the guy screenshotted it and then oh, put it on TikTok. It. So okay. he originally TikToked about the, being Burger King. The Burger King, King guy. Did. Yeah, he okay. TikToked it. Also, I, he should be working. I should add that he had, he has a GoFundMe that raised a lot of money from, from people who saw his story, aside from from David Spade, yes, that he's putting to his grandchild's uh, college tuition. Yeah, right. Um, no, that's, that's so <laughs> <weird>. <laughs> uh, my appointment was supposed to be at eleven thirty. I really fucked up. Anyway, so I can probably get on the last half hour. Um, but I wanted to say that I wrote to Spade and I said, you know, this is so cool, and he was like. Yeah, that's why I do it, you know, so it'll get out. And he was like, no, it's, I go, it's really cool because it's an amount of money that can change that person's life. Like $5,000 is a fuck ton of money. N- not just, I mean, to anyone, but uh, especially to someone who's of minimum wage. I don't want to say minimum. He's probably had a little bit of a raise in 27 years, but maybe not. But anyway, um, Spade wrote back and was like, we just got into this exchange about um, how much money he's given over. He's like, listen, uh, he goes, it is, you're like, he goes, you're right, because this feels so much better to give this because of all the clicks. No, but because it is actually, I see where, I see where it's going. I see how great it's yes. making this guy's life, how, how appreciated it is, how he's like, I've donated this amount of money to the Red Cross for the hurricanes, mm-hmm. this amount of money for the Red Cross for the earthquakes, this amount of money to, you know, California firefighters for the fires, this amount, like, it was so much money. Like I, d- I just have to say he's one of the most generous people, celebrities I have ever heard of. He has never once told me about any of the stuff. There's no d- data about him donating all this. It's not, you know, just for tax write off purposes. He has donated so much, but he's right. Like when I donate a big amount to somewhere, I'm like, this is probably just going to buy paper cups for their meeting that they're having about planning a party. Like well, for that's their how people feel about the government yes. about giving taxes because they don't know where it's going or they don't trust where but it's going. But if you could see where it yes, goes specifically yeah. and you get a little TikTok video being like, thank you for your yeah, money. You see like a we big now check. Have, yeah. We now have a pothole. Like you <laughs> yes, filled in this yes, pothole. Yes. That would be It would fun. feel better. But I really want to start doing that more often. Like I, I pledge as a celebrity that gets paid more money than I probably deserve to be paid because I'm lucky. I want to start doing these tips and I'm not going to do it for, and I'm not trying to say this. I just think that everyone can add an extra $5 tip sometimes if you can afford it. And even $5 on, I've said this before, when you're a waitress and you have a, a someone's bought a $25 thing and you get $5 as the 20% tip, mm-hmm. an extra $5, a, a 40% tip yeah. is enough to literally put a skip in your step and make you like, wow, I, I just got an extra table's worth of money for, and it's $5. So you have the ability, everyone has the ability to do this during the day. And if you don't have money, you could do it with compliments. And by the way, men need compliments is what I've learned being around a bunch <laughs> of men lately. They need compliments. So Andrew, your facial hair is coming in great with your beard and your mustache. Oh, I really like the look. We, I miss the mustache a little bit. But, oh, it, you know, it's still it'll, here. it'll come back. <laughs> um, you look handsome today. So I just need you to know that Thank you're a you. handsome guy. Thank you. Um, we got to go. Instead of doing raps, we're going to sing songs. This is where I fucked up. This is where I went wrong. I was supposed to have a psychiatric meeting with my psychiatrist. I only go to him every couple of months or maybe every nine months to get my medications back on track and to make him make some money so that he doesn't just keep writing me scriptions for and I'm sending scriptions instead of prescriptions 
So then I scheduled this meeting and I thought I'd go in person because I haven't seen him in a while. And then I fucked it up because in my mind, it's still a telehealth meeting. And they just wrote me and said, you're supposed to be here at 1130. It's now 1205. And I still haven't been there. And I'm not going to come. And I wrote them, hey, can I wait five minutes? And they're like, what do you mean wait five minutes? It's been 35 minutes. And you're supposed to be here. And it's not telehealth. So everything is fucked. And he's probably going to put me on more meds. I was thinking that that it would end up working out for you. Yeah, it's like um, clearly you need to be on something else because you really fucked this up. I got a good one. Okay, uh, my girlfriend's car it has a bad engine. She brought it to Firestone twenty five hundred. They quoted. So then we brought it to Hyundai. They said nine fifty. Then I put on Instagram story. Will anyone do a brand deal? I know it's kind of weird to put that out there. And I just was kind of kidding, but I kind of threw a, a fishing a hook out there. And someone said, yes, I own Hyundai a little bit farther away from St. Louis. So I go, okay. I talked to the guy. He really made it feel like I'd actually get a car for a year and have no charges and everything oh, was great. But then I bring naive, it in. Naive. 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 <laughs> naive. And I bring the car in. New They're, famous, charging new They're charging me more money. He's a new famous guy and he thinks perks are all free, but there's always a prize. There's always a prize. A prize. It's always oh. a prize. To pay. <laughs> the best part is they go, we knocked it down for you. And I go, yeah, but you forgot about the five other things the last place said. So actually, it's not less, it's more. And they gave me 10% oh, off. How many times have I just thought I was getting a deal and I spend so much more? This reminds me if your mom goes to Mexico and she ends up spending 7000 because Yes, of, and she will because of yes. all the resort fees and the travel. Okay, thank you guys so much for listening. <laughs> if you do have any car deals that you can help Andrew out with, Come please, to Nashville, uh, August you know, 30th. Do it out of the kindness of your heart. We're not trying to do any uh, any deals here, but you know. Yeah, and yeah. August 30th, go to Nashville um, to Zanies. go see <laughs> Zanies, uh, to go see Andrew and support him in his uh, first headlining gig in, yeah. in quite some time. So that would be awesome if you guys all came to that and hung out and, and really had like a bestie crew to support support uh your and your best friend andrew support your theater shows you have a lot coming yeah and up. i have a lot of tour and uh good clean filth is coming out on hbo uh july 16th f boy island is going to be out july 14th it's a big week that's coming up make sure to watch f boy island season two andrew also worked on it his jokes are all over it and you'll be able to pick out which one remember who won i know and then um and did anyone win? And then my special will be coming out on that Saturday. So uh, make sure to check out the trailer. And if you could share it on your socials, that would mean so much to me to get people to watch it. And I love you guys so much. And uh, Dobika and Jack yes. Russell Terrier. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate girl bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We are talking every single episode of every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is so cool. Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast. Don't Tell Comedy are comedy shows that happen in these really intimate, unique spaces like art galleries and backyards and rooftops. I did one of their first shows in 2017. It was in a random clothing store in L.A. Now they are in 150 cities worldwide. You got to check them out. They are such a perfect night out. Don't Tell Comedy is the spot to go. Date night, alone night, friend night, whatever you want it to be. It's so fun. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com. Use the code Nikki for 20% off your for show. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.